And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. One, two, three. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this, well, I was going to say very special edition of Doc Talk, but I don't really know if it is a special edition. I mean, it's really more of a somber affair, I would say, a, a sad day, perhaps, in the neighborhood. Um, you know, a terrible sort of uh, event has unfolded that has uh, perhaps shaken the very core of DDT wrestling. Uh, yes, uh, as some of you may have seen on Twitter earlier today, uh, we have in fast lost one of the double D's of T, leaving just the DT being me, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson on the Twitter. So, uh, yeah, I felt like I should record something here, but I don't know, folks. I'll be honest with you, wrestling was not much this week, and, um, you know, I don't really do any preparation for this show. That was, that was really all DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI, so, uh, you know, I'm not really sure how much longer I'm going to be able to do this show, but, you know, I figured I would record something. I, I figured I owed it to you to at least sort of, you know, explain the situation and, uh, you know, to put the blame squarely where it belongs, and that would be with uh, Seahawk on Twitter. Uh, Seahawk, what have you done? What have you done? Although, I guess in all fairness, I think part of DC's um, issue was the fact that I did not defend his honor. Um, I think that maybe that might have helped things along if perhaps I had rushed to his aid and said, Oh, no! Uh, the show cannot continue without one DC Matthews. Uh, but alas, I, I did not do that. I am, as you say, a terrible person. And here we are with DT. I wouldn't call wrestling. you terrible. <laughs> I wouldn't call you terrible. All are right. You sure? I was going to let you, I was going to let you, you know, Bla- Certainly, I was going to let you blame Seahawk because he's a dick, and I was even <laughs> going to let you take some of the blame for, uh, you know, for not coming to my aid. But you're not a terrible person. In fact, can I say this? This is the only reason I'm here. Why? Happy birthday to you. It's not my birthday. It will be when they hear this show. Oh, I guess that's true. I wasn't thinking <laughs> of that. Happy right. that it is it is an early birthday now, but when this show is released, it will actually be your birthday. Happy birthday, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Uh well then how about a happy belated birthday to one DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI? I don't believe I wished you a happy birthday on your birthday. M- Mrs. Manson did, and I assumed that came from the entire Manson family, Oscar included. Uh, so Yeah, clearly. Obviously. Mm. But I, st- I still say. Not a terrible person. Oh, thank you. What, you know a, who else, what a guy. You know who else isn't a terrible person? Who's that? Jinder Mahal is not a terrible person. I mean, I agree that he's not a terrible person. At least not that I know of. Not that I know him as a person. But 
I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he is not a terrible person. Uh, I'm with you so far uh, in I can say that. Could I also go as far as to say um, he is not a terrible number one contender to a world title? I'm not sure I can follow you there, but I, I mean, I'm not upset about it. I guess I wouldn't say he's a terrible number one contender. I don't think he's a particularly good one because of the build to where we are right now. I I think they could have done more leading up to his number one contendership that would have made me more perhaps accepting or positive of this, uh, this event occurring. But... Yeah, he's he's not terrible as a number one contender, and if mm-hmm. that's the statement you're making, then well, again, I will agree again, with that. I, I will freely admit, again, I, I've been – it's been a crazy couple of weeks, vacation, getting back into the swing of things. I have still not watched SmackDown, so I need I need to get you, back. You did not miss very much. That's what I've Smackdown been told. I've, a, lot of whole, a whole lot of people are saying that what all the superstar shakeup did – was ruined SmackDown Live. Would you uh, go I that tweeted, far? I tweeted on, well, maybe it was Wednesday morning after I'd had some time to reflect on what I saw Tuesday night, uh, and that the tweet was essentially, I fear that the draft may have ruined SmackDown Live, and I'm not 100% sure that that's untrue. At would you, would you say that Raw was the better show this week? Um, I don't know, maybe, but I thought Raw was also a bad show this week, so... But Braun Strowman put Kalisto in a dumpster. Braun Strowman was fantastic on that show. I loved everything that had to do with Braun Strowman, with the possible exception of the entire match with the big show. I want to come back to Braun Strowman because he is definitely worth discussing, um... So let's go back to Jin, let's go back to Jinder Mahal for a for a wee bit because you know it was you put that those six guys in there and I really thought beforehand that Shinsuke was going to take out Jinder Mahal and take that spot in the match. Has Shinsuke wrestled yet? Besides I'm in dark sure. matches against Dolph Ziggler, has he wrestled on WWE television? I don't think he has. Did he wrestle Last week during the draft? I can't remember. No, I think he he's had dark matches with Dolph Ziggler and he's, you know, been on TV. But I don't think he's actually competed on SmackDown Live. Well, I guess you save that for uh, the money show, right? You, you, you save his first match for, um, for pay-per-view. Get people excited about it. I suppose. Maybe. Yeah. I guess I guess part of it is I'm I'm not super excited about Shinsuke. Like, you um, know, the entrance neither. is cool. The yeah, entrance I, is cool. Yeah. He obviously has a lot of charisma. He sure does. But um yeah. Yeah. But but anyways, let's get to so, you know, I personally again, I didn't see it. I have no problem with Jinder being the number 1 contender. He got he, he accomplished what they wanted to accomplish and they wanted they they intentionally wanted to 
irritate, aggravate, and bother people to get them talking. And even if, as long as they're talking, it's a good thing. It's the Roman Reigns thing. As long as you're booing, we're doing something right. So I just wish that they had done more with Jinder Mahal before just now, because I feel like since he came back to the company, he's been largely irrelevant. Then he was with Rusev, who made him feel further irrelevant. I mean, they they started a feud yep. which never got a blow off, really. No. And I mean, at this point, like he's aligned with the Bollywood boys. Like, where did that I'm sorry. come from? They're, I'm sorry. No, they are the Singh brothers. They are no longer called the Bollywood boys. Yeah, they are whatever. The Singh brothers. Okay. The, okay. So those singing fellows, they are. Now <laughs> They're going to team with Aiden English. Yeah. Right. And I, I, I just I have this feeling that okay. The number one contendership is maybe a good place for Ginger to be. He has the potential to make himself here in a match against Randy Orton. He could establish himself as a credible threat on SmackDown and perhaps be one of their top guys for the next year. But they didn't prepare me for that with anything he's done on Raw, which is my one issue, I would say, with this development. And then beyond that, my other concern is... I still have the sneaking suspicion that this is just a platform to try to make us care about Mojo Rawley. Wow. I'm going to float a conspiracy theory by you in a minute, but that's an even deeper one than the one I've got. Mm. This is all about Mojo. You might not be wrong. I got to say, you might not be wrong. I'm I'm really Um, starting to think that's the case. Because if Mojo had won, was he in that match, that six-way match? Yeah, he was. Because if he had won, people would have been like, all right, well, we don't love Mojo, but, you know, we get it. So here's what I actually think. Here's what I think happened, and then I'll float my conspiracy by you. I think Jinder Mahal injured Finn Balor, and the internet exploded because Jinder's a jobber, and you hurt everyone on the internet's darling boy except for the two of us, Finn Balor. So I think WWE saw that and went, okay, how can we capitalize on the fact that nobody seems to like Ginger Mahal? Let's continue this aggravating thing and let's have him win the number one contenders match. Whether or not he wrestles Randy Orton or not, I don't know. But at least, again, he was trending on Twitter, which means they did something right. I've said this before. One of the reasons why I've enjoyed SmackDown, I think, more than Raw over the course of the past year or so since, you know, the brand split, is because Raw treats the audience as a hostile entity. Um, The management, Stephanie McMahon, and so on and so forth, is abrasive on purpose, and, and they treat their fans as though... I don't know, j- just with contempt. And I again, I think they do it on purpose. I think they think they're playing a character. They think it's cute or something. I, I don't know. And apparently it works for them. Fine, I'm not going to really second guess that. All I know is that I personally have preferred SmackDown's approach where, okay, maybe you could accuse them of pandering a little bit more to the fan base. But I, I've always felt like they were making creative choices on that show that as a fan member, 
I could get behind those choices. I could be excited about those choices. And I could say to my friend who hasn't watched wrestling in 10 years, oh, man, this stuff that's going on on SmackDown is good. It's the better show. And, yeah, you should check it out. I guess my primary concern with what I'm seeing them do with Jinder Mahal right now, and part of the reason why I tweeted out I think they've ruined SmackDown, is because this is the first time they've been openly hostile, I think, to the SmackDown audience since the brand split began. And if that's a trend that's going to continue, well, I mean, as I already said, I didn't feel like Raw was a very good show this week. I didn't feel like SmackDown was a very good show this week. Lucha Underground isn't on right now. 205 Ah. Live and NXT, unless you're going to start watching Progress or something. Right. It might not be a bad idea. Maybe not. I don't know. You know, I I tweeted about – I will get to the conspiracy theory. I I tweeted a bunch of times about, you know, Chris Hawk sent an email saying that – DDTWrestling at gmail.com, by the way – basically saying that, you know, is DDT Wrestling going to have its own roster cut and – pointing out that I should be the one to go. So the joke was uh, that I had been future endeavored and was, you know, taking my talents elsewhere. And part of me really did consider being like, I'm I'm not going to do the show. And it wasn't necessarily that, you know, Chris Hawk hurt my feelings, though he did. And <laughs> you didn't come to my honor, which you did not. Um <laughs> I, I feel a little burned out on professional wrestling. I'm not going to lie. I am the Pope of Positivity, and I still love it. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, the WrestleMania kind of we, – we, we came down from that. Then it was the shoot Superstar Shake-Up, and we came down from that a little bit. And now I'm like, <sighs> yeah. seven hours of wrestling a week is I'm – fe- I'm definitely feeling the fatigue. Yes. And if, and if that SmackDown show – if that quality is what I'm going to get on a weekly basis. And let's just recap real quick for quality's sake here. Uh, I saw a six-pack challenge in which Mojo Rawley and Jinder Mahal were kind of the stars of the match. I, I saw Charlotte versus Naomi, and I adore Charlotte, but I'll leave it at that. I saw the Shining Stars. No, Primo and Epico. Whatever. Versus American Alpha. I saw Kevin Owens versus nobody. I was irritated at that. And I saw Baron Corbin, the crease, versus AJ Styles. Now, on paper, just from the sound of that, that is a show that I, like, I enjoy wrestling for wrestling's sake. That is a show I should want to watch. I'm not wild about Naomi, but I will watch Charlotte wrestle a doorknob. Which seems yep. to sound more awkward than I intended. Oh, man. I can only imagine the things she would do to a doorknob. I don't even know what that means. I just said it. So, no, sorry, but, folks. But it's, it's, it <laughs> made me uncomfortable nonetheless. You're welcome. Um, but, you know, but yeah, it's, it's been a little like I, I'm finding myself being tempted to do other things. Like there are other things that I'm like, I can, you know, now SmackDown Live happened on my birthday, so... I was otherwise yeah. engaged, but it, but it's like I. Yeah, last you night, were. Last night, was I there could, a doorknob involved? That's a personal question, sir. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, no. <laughs> a window shade. A window shade. Oh my. Um, 
But, you know, it, it's just, I'm like, I could do, I could watch wrestling or I could yeah. do these other things. And I find myself more and more tempted to do these other things. And maybe the whole reason I brought this up is maybe I slash we need to start delving into these other promotions. Maybe we need a bit of a break. I'm really excited. I got to tell you, the thing I'm looking forward to, I'm not necessarily looking forward to payback. I'm sure it will be decent and there are some matches that are good. I'm not necessarily looking forward to backlash. I had no idea there was a takeover before backlash. There is? There's a takeover next month. Oh. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. For the NXT slash WWE UK tour that apparently is going to lead to at least one WWE Network show. That's what I'm looking forward to. Okay. And the women's tournament. I'm looking forward to the wrestlers that I don't see that often. But let me get this conspiracy theory out of the way because this is partially why I think Jinder Mahal is the number one contender. To the best of my knowledge, the House of Horrors matches for the WWE title. And to the best of my... It's not. I believe they specified on SmackDown this week that it was not. That's going to ruin my entire theory, so I hope you're wrong, but I fear you're right. I thought I heard that, but I could be wrong. It might be. I I did see... I'll look it up. You you continue with your conspiracy theory. All right, so here's here's my conspiracy theory, whether or not. So, um, I believe that Bray Wyatt if it is a title match, could win the title and keep it on Raw. Because I do think we it's possible that we could be living in a world where Raw has a world champion, SmackDown comes up with its own world title somehow, and the Universal Champion, because Brock Lesnar's on a part-time schedule anyways, Brock Lesnar looms over everything. He's essentially mm. the Shao Kahn who only comes down off his mountain when he feels like it. Sure. Um, you know, and, and so... In that sense, Jinder Mahal being the number one contender matters nothing at all because all of a sudden he's a number one contender to a title that doesn't exist anymore or that he's not on the show to defend. So now he gets entered into whatever tournament they have to crown the new champion, and they just did this to irritate irritate their populace. And you made an excellent point that SmackDown has not been the hostile show. So it's, you know... And and all fairness... it is out of character. Well, I mean, the one thing I'll say is it's actually not the first time that SmackDown has been openly hostile. Uh, that actually happened last week during the draft. Shane McMahon came out to the ring. He made this big, huge speech about the greatest get in the women's division of all time, a second-generation su- superstar uh, with all the talents in the world. And the music hit, and out came Tamina. Yeah. He tried to swerve us on Charlotte. We all knew it was Charlotte. And then it was Tamina. And then, completely lackluster after that, it actually was Charlotte. That was actually the first miscalculated move they've made on SmackDown. And the thing that I can't help but notice is, Stephanie McMahon is not on Raw right now. Kurt Angle is actually doing a fairly good job of being... Um, that positive voice that I'm used to seeing on SmackDown. The only problem with it is there's almost zero talent I want to watch on Raw. The exception of Braun Strowman and Samoa Joe. I'm just not sure who else there is for me on that show. Chris Jericho. 
He's leaving, isn't he? Yeah. Bailey. I'd yeah, I like Bailey, I like Sasha. The cruiserweights. I prefer Charlotte. I can watch the cruiserweights on their own show. The Hardy Boys who gave a terrible promo on Raw. I like the Hardy Boys, and I will gladly watch them as soon as Matt breaks. Which Well, that was it. That was it. It was the promo, Jeff Hardy's being, you know, humble like returning superstar Jeff Hardy. Then Matt is humble returning superstar Matt Hardy. Then he's broken for a second. Then he goes back to it. And I'm like, no, be broken. I think the back and forth stuff is actually okay. I'm interested to see where it goes. If I'm just, or if it was more overt, if it literally felt like he was having like a personality conflict, I'd be okay with it. I'm hoping that's where it goes. My problem is right now, I'm fearful that it's, Never going to go that way. Hmm. I I hope it develops. Yeah. But I'm fearful it won't. So if I go by the Wikipedia page, which, you know, I should go by the WWE page. The Wikipedia page does not list the House of Horrors match for the WWE championship. So I am guessing that you are right and it is not for the title, which makes my conspiracy theory moot, which is distressing to me because I thought it was a good idea. But at the same time. That is fine. At the was same Roman time, Re- Roman Reigns was not on uh, Raw. Did they actually? They played up the um, injury. Injury. Yeah, I guess they did. I really figured he would be Superman and would come right back. Don't worry. I mean, there's time for that next week. No, but I meant like right away. Like, I, I meant I he was going to open the show as opposed to Braun Strowman opening the show. But, you know, there, there's there's actually an email in from our good friend Glenn, who I think would be appropriate to talk about at this time. So that Go email ahead. address, again, is ddtwrestling at gmail.com. Hi, guys. After seeing your respective tweets, thought I'd ask this question. Which would you rather see? Jinder Mahal as WWE champion or James Ellsworth as the SmackDown Women's Champion? Thanks, as always, Glenn. Thank you, Glenn, at G.A. WrestleNut. Uh, I definitely did tweet that I think James Ellsworth's going to win the women's title. I I don't think so. I hope not, because it would be a step backwards for them. I mean, the thing that bothers me the most about SmackDown right now, and, you know, in all fairness, I don't think Becky Lynch, Lynch was on SmackDown this week, and she has her fans. Again, I'm. I think more highly of Becky Lynch than I think of Finn Balor. So you know, I'll give her that. Um, but I don't know, man. I'm not really excited by the idea of Charlotte versus anyone on that roster. Like, I think Charlotte versus Naomi needs to be over. I don't like Naomi as a wrestler. I think, do you think it's a bad. Do you think Charlotte wins the title next week? I don't, but I hope that she does. I think she doesn't, but then wins it at the pay-per-view to continue her paper. I know her pay-per-view streak is over, but now it's a SmackDown pay-per-view. So she's going right. to start her own SmackDown pay-per-view streak. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I would like to see Charlotte versus Natalia, but I don't want to see that feud. I want to see those matches. that match before. Right. Um, Charlotte versus Carmella is... No, thank you. Right. I like I like Carmella's 
attitude. I like her character. I like the theme song. She just isn't a wrestler. To me, it's Charlotte and Becky, number one. That is a match that I would watch. Yeah. Uh, I'll watch it, but it doesn't excite me. I am very interested because Tamina looks... Like Nia Jax? I'm going to say something that some people are probably going to take the wrong way, so I apologize in advance. Tamina looks like what WWE wishes Nia Jax looked like. Because Tamina is the biggest woman on that roster, the SmackDown women's roster, but she is not necessarily big. And I like Nia Jax. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy Nia Jax. I enjoy her work. I think she's growing as a talent in the ring. However. I love the way she drops Charlotte square on the top of her head. However. So good. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen Tamina wrestle. Because when she was with Sasha and Naomi as Team Bad, she was just the enforcer. Like, she rarely got into the ring. Yeah. I, I am curious to see Charlotte versus Tamina because it's a match I've never seen before. But yeah, most of that women's roster is not... I, again, just like you said, the matches between Charlotte and Natalia are always good. The feud between Charlotte and Natalia is going to wind up in... Well, I suppose Charlotte and Rick are now... You know, I would assume that they're not friends. Is Charlotte playing the heel again? Or is she no. cuz she was hinting at being a babyface. She's much more a babyface right now, which, which I think is probably why Becky Lynch was not on SmackDown this oh week. Oh no, cuz Charlotte's playing, yeah. Right. Um and all those other characters, you know, almost mean-girled her a little mm-hmm. bit. So now what she's would be not interesting an out, an out to face, me, but it looks like that's the way they're headed. I know that Becky Lynch is super popular, but what would be interesting to me is if Charlotte continued that way and Becky Becky almost did what everyone is wishing Sasha Banks would do, and that's Becky becomes the heel because I think I could get behind That's what I'm saying. A heel Becky Lynch. I'm sure you could. What? I didn't I'm say sure. anything about a doorknob. Oh, man, this is the doorknob show. Um, (laughs) uh, So, you know, but yeah, I agree. You know, I've always thought, and I I remember tweeting this out back when I played WWE 2K17 for approximately 12 and a half seconds. Um, I want to see Becky Lynch as a heel, quote unquote, love interest for a heel Finn Balor. I think that is an intriguing power couple. I almost think kind of like the Edge and Lita sort of power couple of WWE is is that sort of thing. So, uh I can't follow you with that one, but No. 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 Finn Balor is just I know. The antithesis of interesting to me. Which is but again, so is Neville until he turned heel. So is TJ Perkins, and I am now far more interested in TJ Perkins I now that he's playing. Now that he is playing the X Pac character. All right, I am more interested in TJ Perkins now than I was before. You know what I'm interested in? What is that? Seeing who picks up the uh, Alicia Fox title next on 205 Live. Is Alicia Fox done? Because again, I haven't watched 205 Live either. Either. 
Oh, she's not done. She's just, you know, she first, Cedric Alexander, you know, yeah. debuted with that particular championship. Then he dropped it to Noam Dar. And, and then Noam Dar has now seemingly vacated the title and has been picked up by... By Rich um, Swan. By Rich Swan, yeah. So I'm sort of interested to see where that particular uh, division goes next, who uh, is able to get that belt. It's ridiculous. Tony Isn't nice. that what they're doing with her? It's, Tony Nice. Be- it makes sense. Oh my god, I just yeah, I just uh, the I it she's entertaining. I'll, I'll give her that. She's great. She's she has been the con- she has been she and Neville are consistently among the best parts. Aries too, but Aries is a more recent development. She's been a consistently entertaining part of that show. Uh, yes, I agree with that statement. So I just you know, wish that this I whole situation I maybe looked a little better. But, I understand, you know. but at the same time, there is no mid card two hundred five live belt, obviously. So yes, they need there is. something called Alicia Fox. Yeah, apparently. Well, he's and being that, that be wrong. mean. <laughs> He's being mean. And don't get me wrong. That'd be fine if they wanted to build her up as this valet or manager who was extremely valuable uh, for her clients to have in some way. I I just, I, they have not done that. I I I appreciate, I appreciate. I wish there was more to it, I guess is what I'm saying. Yes, I appreciate the story that they have told with the gifts, and obviously they, you know, I thought Noam Dar did a very nice job playing the trying to cover it up sort of thing, you know. I enjoyed what they did last week where another present came, Noam insisted it was from him, and it was like this powder explosion that got all over her, like, it was just, you know... I do appreciate that. But yes, I feel the same way about 205 Live that I feel a little bit about NXT. I don't feel like they can get into a deep story when they're trying to tell four or five separate stories in an hour-long show. Sure. And I don't necessarily think they should be making it longer because it's already taped after SmackDown. The crowds are usually dead. But... You know, I don't necessarily think this is the best way to do 205 Live. I'm with you. All right. Well, let's see. So if the WWE Championship is going to stay around Randy Orton's waist, I have a harder time. (laughs) Your tongue is very red from your Gatorade. Yes, I see that. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) Randy Orton also is incredibly uninteresting to me. I think that's it. I think if they're like, it's, it's people don't like Ginger Mahal and they are bored by Randy Orton. And I think that's it. It's like this, you know, and then on the other hand, you have the U S title, which right now looks to be Kevin Owens and AJ Styles. And I feel like it's like, you know, if, if we were going to watch Owens versus Orton, and AJ versus Jinder, I think people might be a little better with it because you're dividing up your top talents. Now, granted, I can't wait for a Kevin Owens-AJ Styles match. It's going to be amazing. Yep. And I do appreciate in some way that by having it by having it be Jinder, you're taking the focus off the world title to let the U.S. belt and the women's belt and the tag team belts shine. Not that I can remember from week to week who the tag team champions are. I think it's Breezango. 
I don't. I know it's not Breezango. I'm just kidding. I'm just. I tweeted out that thing that I was concerned, you know, about the talents on Raw, uh, on SmackDown. I wasn't really sure exactly what it was that they had lost because, I mean, the actual people they lost weren't anything remarkable, with maybe the exception of The Miz. But I just. I lost my train of thought. (laughs) <laughs> that's okay you were talking about tweeting out something about how you can't quite put your finger on it you know and, and it's a puzzle it is a puzzle smackdown yeah. i think right now maybe we're at a point where we need to kind of see what's going to happen here we need to let it play out a bit you know what i mean I, while i can't say he's going to save the show rusev i think is going to play a f- fairly big role in smackdown in the next 12 months the right. fact that he's on the shelf kind of means they don't have all their pieces on the board yet. You could have Rusev show up and all of a sudden he becomes the number one contender to the title because he and Jinder finish their feud on SmackDown. And now you've got Rusev versus Orton and people are a little more interested in that maybe. So I also tweeted out, I don't think Lana has the Russian accent when she makes her debut. I think they just quietly let that slip away. We'll see could about be, that. I could be wrong. But... Mm. This dancing the 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 Lana Lena thing, I'm I'm be interested to see where they go with this. Would you want to watch a Charlotte versus Lana match? I don't know. I'll say yes, because it's fresh and different and new. I just don't know whether or not Lana has that ability yet. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. Alright. Let's talk Braun Strowman. Because He sure is dreamy. Here's what I want to know. For a guy that I called Beef Stroganoff for the first year of his existence, I am as surprised as anyone else that I consider him a highlight. But that's show. exactly what I want to know. When, what happened and when? At what point did this guy who was a rosebud and then was just the muscle, uh, you know, I remember him having a slight standout moment in that New Day Wyatt family compound match. I remember him doing like he was, you know, he was taking New Day out at that point. And I remember being like, okay. But all of a sudden he went from zero to he is quite possibly the most popular guy on the Raw roster. like You know what pe- happened? They gave him his own entrance with a song that begins with, Braun! I'm serious. That is exactly what happened. Like, that is the moment that he catapulted it's to true. our consciousness. But it's, I don't... The pieces were there before, but they gave him something that, act, I mean... It sounds so simple, and you think I'm joking. No, I know you're serious. That soundbite honestly rallied the fans in a way that is strange to think about. And But then on top of that, you know, in fairness to the talent, and I, I, I use that word uh, with meaning here, with the talent, he proved in some of his singles matches that, in fact, he can go. I mean, he did some of those kip-ups and things. Like, he's athletic in a way that I think some of us didn't expect. And we're finding out that he might just be the next big guy. 
he might be the next Kane, the next 10-year veteran of this company who is an agile big man who's capable of holding his own and being credible for a long period. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm forecasting too far in the future. It could be a one-year-and-he's-done type thing, but there's potential there right it's, now. I don't think that's It certainly seems that way. It, it, he is not the great Kali. Yeah. Thankfully, because there were, you know, big men tend to fall into one of two categories. You're the flash in the pan who's gone in 18 months, or you're a 10, you know, you're a 10 year vet like Mayor Jacobs or the artist formerly known as Undertaker or all of that sort of thing. So I'm much, I'm very happy to see him in this role because I could see if WWE wanted to. Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman could be a feud that is often on in the same way John Cena and Randy Orton were. They could be feuding with each other for the next five or ten years. Off and on. You know, they never like each other. You know, they wind up on different shows for a year, year and a half, but then they wind up at a cross-brand show appearing, you know, they cross each other at craft services and wind up beating the hell out of each other. And, you know, we're just pick up right where we left off. I'm not opposed to that because Braun's been great. And, you know, the fact that they're giving him the kind of chance that they are is is wonderful. And I, I feel similar. You know, I am glad they are giving an opportunity to Jinder Mahal, even if it is just because they want to expand into their India market. That's fine. Yeah. You know sure. what I mean? I, it makes me a little nervous because their options for the China market are this Tian Bing guy and Ho Ho Loon. So I'm really hoping that Tian Bing becomes somebody of note. So, all right, what else have we? What have we missed here? Uh, la la la. Alexa Bliss, number one contender. Whole lot of people thinking Sasha got screwed again. Oh, this is it. T Hog, our good buddy T Hog, asked us to discuss the art of the slow burn. And here's why to give to 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 explain that I took a drink of okay. water. Sorry. People are freaking out when Sasha going to turn on Bailey. When Sasha going to turn on Bailey? Why are they taking so long? Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. And I tweeted out something about how I don't think people understand that this is a potential like hype spot on a Mania or SummerSlam card. You don't waste it on payback. So this is a this is something that needs to happen slowly over time. The frustration needs to grow in Sasha Banks. The jealousy needs to be there so that when she does turn on Bailey, it's this big culminating thing, and we can trace. You know, they have to set all the pieces in place for the video package. And you know, I don't think people can appreciate that in this twenty four seven social media world of immediate gratification. Some things you've got to wait for, and I think that's one of them. This whole Sasha Bailey feud is one of the things that we need to wait for. Um, okay. I agree. In a perfect world, they would build this up appropriately. They would wait for the proper moment. They would execute, and it would be all the more meaningful for it. And I, I'm certainly in agreement with you that you, you don't waste this thing on payback. I get that. I am with you. My concern is I can't remember the last time that the WWE 
pulled off a slow burn and got to the crescendo at the appropriate time. Um, they always seems to me in recent memory, draw things out way, way too long. That is the risk you run is that the slow burn winds up fizzling out before it explodes. And I also think we need to mention that we've seen historically since you and I have started doing discussing wrestling, whether it was in writing or all of this stuff, you can't WWE is hindered by their ability by the, you know, just the fact you can't count on people. If you're going to put all of, you know, I'm sure they had a plan long term for Finn Balor as universal champion. Yeah. And then he got hurt before he won it. So all of a sudden they've got to scrap that and change the plan. You know, that's true. Well, I guess he did get hurt before he won it. You're right. Yes. Technically. Yeah. He had to. Yes. He won it. He won it that night. And we found out the next day he was unable to compete. Right, right, right. You can make the same case for Daniel Bryan. If you go back a little further, Seth Rollins got injured. Roman Reigns, to a lesser extent, got suspended. And they had to scrap that. You know what I mean? So it Mm -hmm. is difficult, I grant them, to do slow burn things. And so there might be a temptation to, okay, Sasha's Sasha's healthy, Bailey's healthy. We can't wait. Let's just do it now. But there is something to be said for letting things go. And, you know, again, waiting till SummerSlam is not the end of the world. No, we're talking, it's not. we're talking four or five months. SummerSlam is the second biggest show of the year. You have that match then, especially since it's right around the anniversary of their Brooklyn ship match. I think people are especially frustrated in this specific instance because they feel as though Sasha has never lived up to her potential on the main roster. And I think that's compounded by the fact that you think about it. Bailey is a very recent addition to the main roster, at least in comparison to Sasha, Becky, and Charlotte, right? She, she came way after all of them. Yes. So you see Bailey now reaching the pinnacle, having her uh, you know, girlhood dream moment. And meanwhile, all these people who have still been waiting on Sasha to deliver since before Team Bad are still waiting. I think that's the real problem right now. People are fizzling out on waiting for Sasha to matter. Well, and then here's the other thing is it's not, you're right, but at the same time, people, the hardcore Sasha Banks fans, doorknob, the hardcore Sasha Banks fans are blaming everyone but her. It is not that she's not living up to her potential. WWE hasn't given her the chance. Oh my God, she's a, whatever it is, three-time women's champion, but none of her reigns have been longer than 30 days. Why don't they just let her hold the belt for a year? First of all, with the exception of New Day, because WWE really doesn't prioritize tag team wrestling, when was the last time anyone held a belt for close to a year? Brock? Maybe. Like, women's title reigns are not going to last that long unless Charlotte decides to just totally dominate SmackDown Live. They could go that Yeah, way. 
Yeah, they could. Sasha's not going to hold the belt for a while. And so they're so they're not looking at it and saying, why is Sasha not resonating? They're looking at it and saying, we love Sasha so much that she should beat everybody all the time. Well, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I okay. think I well, only because I think, although maybe the thing that people tend to say is she hasn't held the belt for longer than 30 days. And I'll grant you that. Maybe that is what they're saying, and how can you really base an argument on things they're not saying? But I, I really do think the frustration around Sasha not living up to her potential is 100% based around not about the length of her title reign, but the fact that she's been a face. I, I really think that they feel like she's being held back, her title reigns are short, etc., because they want to see the boss Sasha Banks that they got to see in NXT and they're being denied that, that character. That is what they want to see and have wanted to see since she hit the main roster. And every single one of her title reigns has happened while denying them that. Hmm. I think that honestly is the real root of this entire problem. Which makes me wonder this. Sasha Banks, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, John Cena, are all people, and I could keep going, are all talents whom our faces, kind of, if you can count Roman Reigns. But why is it that we always want people to turn heel? Can you think of a heel right now that you really want to turn babyface? Um... Besides maybe The Miz, but even that wouldn't work. No, I bet the bottom line is I think people find heels to be more interesting for some reason. Um, but, I mean, if, if you're asking me if that's seriously that question, I mean, the one I will say is Asuka. I, I mean, I, I like her sort of cocky thing they've been doing, but I do think she worked also just as a straight-up face warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I sort of actually miss that about her. I, I do feel like, though, for a lot of these guys, and again, Neville, TJ Perkins, you might not feel the same way, but a lot of these people, it's like you can only go so many places as a babyface. Yeah. And then we want, you know, Dean Ambrose is struggling, or so many of us believe. Dean Ambrose is struggling. He's not very exciting. We want him to do something else. Many people, myself included, want him to turn heel. John Cena, you know, same thing. It's, it's, I, it just feels interesting. And again, you're absolutely right. People want the boss. They want her to turn heel. They will cheer so hard when she smacks Bailey from behind and, you know, that feud takes off. And I think I mean, and here's the other thing is Bailey also being a face. Bailey is the most saccharine face in recent memory on the main roster. You know what I mean? She, she is just is like the female John Cena. Yes. And that just makes people want to see her get hers even more. It's just adding fuel to Sasha turning face. They can't stand how pure and innocent and naive she is. Oh, they are going to boo Sasha. Or not Sasha, Bailey. Yeah. Like, we're, you know, you're going to see that girl, whatever her name is, the, the Bailey girl, sitting in the front row crying her eyes out. And there are going to be hordes of fans behind her losing their minds with glee when Sasha wins and takes that title. 
Yeah, I think that's probably true. So, and again, you know, fans are different. We're going to have different interests in things. And I think one thing that we forget as the internet fans is we forget how we felt when we were kids. You know what? The only time we remember it is when we wish Hulk Hogan would show up at WrestleMania. You know, that kind of thing. Like, I remember being a giant Bret Hart fan. Yeah. Right now, I can't really remember why, but I was. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, it, it is it is interesting to stop every so often and try to remember, all right, this is why it's happening. You know, Dean Ambrose might resonate with some younger fans or Roman Reigns, for that matter, or whomever. But it is, it's funny. You know, I'm enjoying Seth Rollins as a fan. That is, you know, Seth Rollins is one guy that I don't want to see him go back to being a heel. Seth Rollins, you know, I, I, I have just managed to put authority Seth Rollins in the back of my mind and... I'm okay not seeing that again for quite some time. Yeah. So, all right, let me see. I'm just going to pull it up because, again, I feel like I am behind the times here with my wrestling watching. What else has been going on? Oh, we do have one more email. Hi again. So, I went to Starbucks today for my day off coffee treat and found that the store here has sold out of the unicorn Frappuccino since this morning. I don't plan on trying it, but would you guys try it? Supposedly tastes like mangoes, mixed with sweet and sour powders and stuff. I'll stick to my caramel stuff. So. Well, stop there. What? Stop there. Let's do this part first. Will we get, whether it's on this show or on DC and Doc Talk, uh, remember that? Will we get a, will you try a unicorn whatever on the air? I mean, if we can find one. All right. You do, you know, there is a Starbucks near you. At least well, one. Well, supposedly they're all sold out. That's weird. That's what Danielle Sullivan tells us. That is what Danielle Sullivan tells us. So if we get, if but if we get one, you would be up into it. Would you try it? Yeah. Especially since now that I know what it is. A unica- it's a mango. Uh, mango's fine. Sweet and sour, I'm all for. So sure. I'm wondering if it tastes like liquid... Gummy worms, like you know those 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 sweet and so that that sour gummy worms, the trolley mm-hmm. ones or whatever. That's what it looks like to me. I'm hoping it tastes like that. I think what we're gonna need to do, though, I have a sneaking suspicion we're gonna need to get get them, bring them to Manson Manor, try them. But we're gonna need two microphones because I'm just gonna go out on the limb and say we're gonna record the second half of the show from res- two respective bathrooms. Because it looks like something that's just going to run straight through both of us. <laughs> if you say so, sir. I'm just, just, what I lo- when I look at it, it just looks odd. Delicious. Right. What if the House of Horrors match is like the WCW War Games? Do you think WWE would take another page out of WCW's book? You know, like Diamond Dallas Page? Cheers. At Danielle Sully, 19. Have you ever seen a War Games match? Uh, remind me of what that is. The, the, the thing I'm curious about. Is that the one with the cage above the cage above the cage? No, though I think that might be what she's referring to. Okay, um, what's War Games? Is War, Games- War Games is a team battle. War Games is essentially two rings side by side. With a giant cage, essentially hell in a cell, over it. 
Okay. The teams are on the outside. One person from each team starts. And every few minutes, a person from one team or the other gets sent in. So they do a coin flip, and inevitably the heels always wind up getting the first advantage. So then it's two on one, and then somebody from the face team comes in to even it up, then another heel comes out, and so on and so forth. So I don't kind of like elimination chamber, but team based. Yes. Okay. Yes. I want. I th- I seem to recall, and I could be wrong because I didn't watch it, but I seem to recall there might have been a Shield versus Wyatt's elimination chamber match, which was exactly like that, which was. Hmm. You know, but I could be wrong. Maybe I just yeah. thought it should happen. But Maybe. um So what is she referring to? Or what do you think she's actually referring to? I she might be referring to she's either referring to um that, which what? was the three cages on top of each other, or What's she What's that might, called? The three cages on top of each other. What's that called? I want to call it Thunderdome, but I don't think that might be the right name. Okay. It was it was in the WCW movie. Wasn't which which was the one that David Arquette won the title doing? I think that's it. Yeah. So let me I can't see. Remember WCW what Cage Stack. That's gonna bound to find me what it is. The Triple Cage Match. I don't know if that's actually what it was called, but yeah, Triple Cage Match. It's literally you've got one cage, you've got to climb up through it, and again, they had a version of it in the old days where you started at the top. And you literally had to fight down and out. Hmm. So there were like holes. So you would have to fight, incapacitate your opponent, lower yourself down. I'm pretty sure I'm remembering this right. Lower yourself down through all three parts and then escape through the door. I don't think we're going to see Bray Wyatt doing anything like that. No, I, you know, I think we might be talking, she might be thinking of the whole idea of maybe there's, you know, they could do two rings. It wouldn't make a lot of sense. It could be something where it's just a big cage around it. But I would I would be curious to know what she is referring to. I'm, you know, part of me is thinking of the, uh, that Halloween Havoc that I think we watched where there's a cage. Did you, did you see the thing where there was a cage with the electric chair in the middle? I've seen that in TNA with the Dudley boys. Yeah. Oh no, there wasn't an electric chair. It was was called the Chamber of. It was the Chamber of Horrors match. No, I. I, Yeah, I I have seen the thing you're talking about. I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had like ropes, so you literally could like climb the cage, grab the rope, and swing out onto someone. The referee. The referee was wearing a helmet with a camera on top. It was like a very early GoPro. The referee camera. Oh man. Are you enjoying Mystery Science Theater? I know this is not. DC and Doc Talk, but I'm just curious because I I have a feeling you should be downstairs watching Mystery Science Theater with the misses. So, Mystery Science Theater 3000 is a fantastic show, and the revival is everything I could have possibly hoped that it would be. I'm glad we'll talk more about it on a DC and Doc Talk, but I am glad you are enjoying it. So yeah, I Danielle, uh, let us know if you actually are referring to War Games. And if I mean, so, maybe she is. Maybe you're if, wrong. Maybe if, she knows her stuff and she's saying, she, she no, no, no. I'm talking could. about a single person's version of War Games. Yeah. Are there spin off matches from War Games? Like, was was there something? I mean, what was the Royal Rumble thing where there was like three rings? World War Three. World War Three. 60 That's men cool. in three yeah. rings. Yeah, it was impossible to follow the action. The no, because they had terrible. three cameras and three different announce teams. Yeah, it was bad. 
and and so after you know once each ring got down to 10 they would converge on the center ring and so then it became you know like a 25 man battle royal which is just impossible there's a reason the Royal Rumble is staggered so it's easy I'm to really watch. really hoping that the House of Horrors match is some sort of dark match that happens away from the arena away from the people it's pre-recorded like in some sort of set piece type thing I'm really hoping Boiler room style, or or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I it, I'm, I just I hope it gets creative. That's all I can say. I think it's going to be something like the compound match, except it's going to be in a house. So I'm I'm thinking what we saw with Randy and Bray at the beginning of the feud, but turned yeah. up. I hope so. And all I would I, like all to see I something want, like that. All I want is for Bo Dallas to be in there somewhere. Even if he is just sitting in a Even rocking chair. he just chair. springs out of the corner, the dark shadows, and he just starts beating Randy Orton with a bag full of doorknobs. You just... Uh, he could he could literally spring out in his singlet, big smile on his face, scream boo, and get RKO'd, and I would <laughs> be happy. I, just, I would like to see that also. You know what I mean? It doesn't need yeah. to be, you know, he doesn't need to be the dark character that I think we all want him to be. He can be Goofy Bo and just randomly show up. Just admit, tell me that you know they're related. Right now, that's all I want. Okay. I'm a simple man with simple pleasures. Um, all right. Speaking of which, I think we have come to the end of our show. So I challenge you, sir, in the world mm. of wrestling... Find me your piece of positivity. Well, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good about my first episode of my own exclusive, you know, DT wrestling podcast. I think I had a fantastic guest on this week. Thank you. Uh, I don't know who I'll get for a guest next time. Uh, What are you doing next week? I I don't know, but I I, I could probably, I could probably uh, find my way back here. You know, I mean, if I have to really think about what I found, to be the most positive thing this week, it's going to be Braun Strowman mm-hmm. putting Kalisto in a dumpster. Um, yeah. 100% that. Uh, or maybe even Kurt Hawkins' tweet. Did you see that? What did he tweet? Where he was like, is someone going to get Kalisto out of that dumpster? I really need a ride back to the hotel. <laughs> and then Kalisto responded with, I got out, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> It was a good exchange. Oh, they are entertaining. They are entertaining. I will go with, um, I won't mention TJ Perkins, though I'm glad he's turned heel. Uh, I'll mention something just random. Um, There was no reason in the world six months to a year ago uh, why we should expect Jeff Hardy to wrestle Cesaro on Monday Night Raw. And we live in a world where Jeff Hardy wrestled Cesaro on Monday Night Raw. And Did you see the footage of Jeff Hardy at the house show where he fell flat on his face? Like, intentionally? I seem to recall something where he... It was like from this past weekend. They were both in the ring. Matt's there. Matt's holding up the tag team title, like you know, doing the headbang and a little bit stuff like they do. Pulls up the title, and Jeff Hardy goes to do the same thing, and like his feet just flew out from under him, and he landed slam damn on his face. Like I, I was like, is he drunk again? What what's what's happening? It's entirely possible. I I do remember seeing that. I thought he was just being funny, but 
Now that I'm I hope thinking, so. Now that I'm thinking about it a second time, it doesn't necessarily mean that. But again, I hope that's what it means. It's it's I really just, hope it's you what know, it means. It's a random match that we didn't necessarily that's a match that somebody on a wrestling video game made and was like, I yep. want to see this. And now, you know, I, I feel like the talent is there and more coming all the time. Apparently, Mike Bennett and Maria Canellis are gonna be returning. Great. Well, get them on SmackDown. Not returning. Mike Bennett's never been in WWE, but Maria's returning. You know, yep. um, I don't. I, I tried to avoid most NXT spoilers. They had their tapings because they are going to have a takeover soon. Um, but I didn't see any major names. You know, WWE didn't tweet out names, so Adam Cole's not there. Kyle O'Reilly's not there that I know of. But again, Drew McIntyre. There is a. We know he's there. I watched him wrestle Oni Lorcan in a match that, again, should not have been as good as it was. Um, but again, that's it. We're, I feel like we're living in a good age. And as, as much fatigue as I have, I can randomly watch a fantasy match I mean, come to life. So speaking of fantasy matches coming to life, you know, playing – they made the Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro in a video game. I really kind of feel like that six-pack challenge from SmackDown this week was once again – one of those matches that you simulate in WWE 2K17, and when Jinder Mahal comes out the winner of that match, you kind of just go, what? No, what happens is when Jinder Mahal becomes, because this is what happens. You do that six-pack challenge and you play it because you're playing a Sami Zayn. And <laughs> because it's a six-pack challenge and you like to set the difficulty on a medium level, all of a sudden you get caught in a submission hold by Mojo Raleigh or something, and you can't get out because the submission wrestling in the WWE recent video games is hard, and Sami Zayn winds up tapping out, and so you sit there and watch the rest of it, and when you realize that Ginger's going to win, you press pause, you go down, 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 down to where it says restart match, and you say <laughs> yes, and you try again. Yeah. And again, let's let's not forget that that is the the secondary story being played here. If you want to talk about slow burn, the secondary story being played in that match is the fact that Sami Zayn can't win. And eventually he will. And that's again, slow burn. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just hoping. But eventually you got to figure Sami Zayn will win something, right? We can all hope so. All right. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like I'd like to thank you for joining us here on Doc Talk, uh, DT Wrestling. <laughs> I I do believe we said at one point we were going to call ourselves Doc Talk, starring DC Matthews. <laughs> I think that was one of the that things might we that might if yeah. if we don't name the show Doorknob this week, that might need to be what the show is actually titled. Um, All right. I, I have to thank you because, again, I told you I was I was feeling very unmotivated to do this show, and I have spent quite the enjoyable hour conversing about this world of wrestling with the one, the only, the star of Doc Talk, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson. No, no, I'm, I'm just the host of Doc Talk. You, you, sir, are the star. That's a weird position for us because usually the roles are reversed. <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right. Um... <laughs> Anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night? Are you ending my show? I don't have to. I, I had a line, <laughs> but go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. As no, you I, know, I, will I, say, I never do. I will say this, and then I will let you go. I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI, and I hope you all just if I hope all of your doorknobs are greased. <laughs> <laughs>
That's all I hope. That's all, that's all I wish for I you. I still don't know what that means. I'm sure I'm going to go on Urban Dictionary and look it up. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> da, 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 da.